Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and today we have the Posing Shoe Hotline. Now, this is basically going to combine the most common questions I get when it comes to posing shoes. So it doesn't matter whether you're a first-timer or if you've been doing this for a while. Listen to this episode and get the whole idea and gist of when it comes to shoes. If you would have told me a few years ago that I would be this knowledgeable when it comes to shoes and high heels, considering my background and my history with heels, I would have absolutely laughed out loud. But it just goes to show with enough time, enough practice, enough dedication, like you can get to grips. And that's definitely the case when it comes to posing heels. So I want to start off with my own posing shoe journey because I think it might help contextualize some of the points that I'm going to be discussing. So growing up, I did not wear heels, like ever, 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 ever. Two reasons, because I had issues with my hips. They would cause too much pain for me. Um, And also, I was slash still am very, very tall. So I never, ever wanted to be any taller. So I didn't actually start wearing posing shoes or even heels. I didn't start wearing heels until I was 16 and even at that point, they were three inch heels with like the biggest, thickest strap you've ever seen in your life. Um, and even then, I still wouldn't wear heels that much. When I got into the competing world, I actually started off with some secondhand pair of heels from a good friend of mine now, Pollyanna. And they were the Caress 401s, so they had no platform. They didn't have straps on and the only reason I bought them was purely because I was on a budget, I didn't want to pay full price and my god did I pay for that in the long run. So I had the Crest 401s and it was a disaster. Like I couldn't grip my shoe onto the heel, they kept falling off me and it was just an absolute nightmare to be honest. Um, And even though secondhand is obviously cheaper... If they're not the right style for you, then you're going to just have to be paying full price in the end. That's what I found. From the Crest 401s, I then moved to the Crest 408s. So this was similar sort of style, but they had a strap. Now, I got on so much better with the strap. I've always worn straps, so... That's one thing I'd 100% say if you're not dis- if you're not sure to go with a strap or no strap. Like, if you can work a heel without a strap generally, like in your day-to-day life or when you're going out, then go for the strapless. However, if you're not confident or comfortable, do not risk going for a shoe without one. Like, go for a shoe with a strap. It's going to make things so much easier, and especially if you're first time listening to this. You don't want to be learning how to walk in a shoe that you can't really walk in on top of having to learn the posing. Like, it makes things a lot more trickier and a lot more harder than what they need to be. So definitely go for a strap. I remember back in the day, it was kind of a said thing that all the IFBB bikini pros, for example, like, they all wear strapless. Whereas you will tend to see a lot of the pros do wear straps. So it doesn't make that much of a difference. Um, I just know that from experience. I always looked at the pros and I had, used to think, oh, all the pros wear strapless, so that's what I need to wear. And it's seriously not the case. Like, that's another piece of advice I would give straight away is 
don't follow what the pros are doing. Like, don't blindly follow the trends or what the pros are doing because, trust me, the next year, it will probably won't be the trend. So just for an example, current Miss Bikini Olympia, she's wearing the Lip 108 DMs. Now, I've seen a lot of girls going for the lip style purely because from what they've seen of what this girl is wearing. Also, I've seen a massive, massive increase in people buying Diamante shoes. So two areas for this. Why is that an issue to potentially follow what the Miss Bikini Olympia is doing? So number one, if you're buying Diamante because you think that's going to be the kind of solution to winning or anything like that, um, it's, it's seriously not. Does it help with overall package? Yes, if it suits the overall look generally. But but the main thing is, I don't want people thinking, Miss Bikini Olympia is wearing Diamante. That is what the judges are looking for. I now need to fork out an extra 40, 50 pound or whatever how much the difference is, depending on the shoe. Like, I don't want people to think I've got to buy Diamante because that's what the judges are looking for and break the bank because of that. Do not do that. If you've got the money... And if you really want the Diamante, then go for it. But if you're financially in a situation where you're trying to not spend as much, then don't feel like you've got to go for the Diamante style just because that's what Miss Bikini Olympia is wearing. A lot more girls are starting to buy Diamante just because that's what I've seen from my analytics. But remember, on stage, they, they you want to be looking up. Like they don't, they won't be paying that much attention to your shoes. You'd hope they want to pay attention to your physique and your overall presentation. So, as I say, don't want to go for it if you want to, but don't feel like you've got this massive pressure to do it. Um, I still think a plain is amazing. It's simple. It's classy. Um, like I, if I have to choose between two, to be really honest, I go for either a plain or Don Monte. I go for one or the other, basically. I don't go in the middle, but that's just my personal preference. Another reason why following the trends isn't going to be a good thing potentially. So, Miss Bikini Olympia right now, I can never say her name. Um, Alicia, Elisa, Isa Pasini. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> I can never say this girl's name. Um, but yeah, Miss Bikini Olympia. She wears the lip. Now, I've seen a lot of girls buy the lip style, which is great. But if it all comes down to whether you have wide, normal or narrow shaped feet. Now, this isn't something that I ever saw anyone talking about until I started kind of doing a bit more experimentation myself. And like, I'm not trying to do a sales pitch at all, but I really, really want to stress to people that you need to get information and speak to companies that understand these shoes from the back of their hand. Like you need them to understand how the arch of the platform, how the style can affect your posing. And it's so person dependent. Like I can't stress this enough. It really is person dependent. So if you're looking at the lip style, but you've got wide feet, it's going to be a disaster, most likely, because the lip style is so, so narrow. So I actually only fit into a lip style when I'm stage lean. Because a lot of people don't realise this, that sometimes there's quite a lot of fat on your feet and you don't actually realise. So I actually, in the off-season, will wear a cocktail sort of style. I'm going to be putting all the links, by the way, in the episode notes. So if you need to kind of stop and start to look at what I'm kind of talking about, then by all means do that. But 
in off season, I actually will wear a very, very different shoe in comparison to on prep. So on prep, I could probably wear a lip and get away with it. But if I try and get into a lip when I'm in my full off season, I feel they are super, super tight on me. And that makes a massive difference. Um, If you have wide feet and you're going for a lip style, then you can imagine like the importance of your foot being able to be spread widely is very, very important in terms of stability, rotation, and it affects so much of how the rest of your body flows and moves. So if you are, if you've got wide feet, then you need to be looking at a cocktail, a gala, or a chic sort of style shoe. Is it to say that you can't wear other styles? Not at all. But it might require you to kind of work into them a little bit. And that's one thing I really want to stress, especially to first-time competitors, is don't be alarmed if when you first wear your shoes, like the plastic feels really, really like harsh and really, really hard to break into. So I can remember getting like lines at the top of my um for it probably didn't help that I had the wrong shoe to start off with but I would definitely recommend whenever you're trying your shoes on um and even when you're practicing in them is to wear some thick white socks and some people get hair dryer out obviously don't put it too close to the plastic but to kind of like ease your feet in um that sometimes is a buffer in itself like you need to give yourself enough time to really get your feet use the plastic because it can be a little bit as I say quite harsh when you first start out so don't be alarmed if that is happening um but generally speaking when it comes to making sure this the heel is a comfortable fit for you and this is when it gets a little bit tricky in the sense of if you're in between sizes then I always say order up like always say order up like it's going to be a lot more comfier for you um, it's not to say that you can't say like you're a seven and a half, like it's not to say that you can't wear a seven, but say you're a seven and a half and you order a seven in a lip style, which is already narrow, then yes, it's going to be very, very tight and it's probably not going to be very, very comfortable for you. So if in doubt, order, always order a size up. When it comes to my website anyway, you can return them, but the only thing, I'm going to be really honest, the only thing I would say is please make sure that you're wearing white socks. You try them on clean carpet because I've seen it so many times where girls have not followed that protocol and it's obvious that the shoe has been worn and obviously if it gets damaged at all or has any defects when it comes back to me, then obviously I can't sell it on, um, which means obviously the shoes aren't going to be able to be returned. So that's the only thing that I would say and definitely recommend is white clean socks on a clean carpet floor um try them on and then you should get a good gist to whether you need to return them or not but the next area i want to go into is the platform so a bit of context when i first started in the competing industry and this is before i started compact it wasn't really the done thing to wear shoes with a platform i think because back in the day it was very much uk bff scene and their rules are probably the most strictest in in the uk as in you can't wear a shoe with a platform once more federations kind of got into the mix then you start to see more platforms kind of come into play now this is when it's really really cool for me to kind of say this and talk about this is from my experience because i practice in every single style and 
in my prep, in my off-season, I've practiced bodybuilding style posing. I've practiced the fitness and fashion style posing. I've practiced all the different style posing in every single shoe. Um, And it was when I was posing with Emma, I was still wearing my Crest 408s. And I couldn't, I literally could not, I didn't, I never felt comfortable or stable in my bodybuilding side pose. Like I could never stabilize myself. I was always really wobbly, transitioning around. And I was like, this is a nightmare. Like, why is this so difficult? And at the beginning, when I had, like, for, for example, when I need to make shoe orders, I have to meet like a certain quota. And obviously at the beginning, kind of have to order more shoes just to meet the quota and a lot of times it would just be shoes that I would try myself so one time I remember just coming across the flare 408s and I was like hmm they look interesting let's give those a crack next time got them in and I could not believe the difference I felt with walking with stabilizing myself and the side pose and I was like I don't know what it is but these shoes, like, I swear, why does no one buy them? And I remember taking the shoes to Emma when I did my posing session with her. And I remember saying, look, I've got these new shoes. I've tried them. Like, I don't know what it is about them, but I feel like this platform is the biggest game changer. And a lot of people are very, very scared to go for a platform because usually the bigger the platform you're going to get a bigger size heel. So the most common conversation I have for people is they have a Caress 408, which is a four-inch heel without a platform. And they're scared to go up to a Flare 408, which is a four and a half inch with a platform. Now, the biggest difference between the two is that platform. And that platform pretty much offsets the heel increase, which is, can I just say, it's half an inch. If you get your ruler or any ruler around you, and measure half an inch, it's tiny. And I can't tell you how much of a difference it will make, especially because the platform is flat to the floor, so it isn't arched as well. So most federations in the UK are getting more lenient with their posing shoe rules. This is the biggest frustration I think I have in this industry, and whenever I work with a federation now, I will usually only work with them if they have very relaxed posing shoe rules because might be speaking out of term here but a lot of these federations are led by males and unless these males have got some hidden like secret life where they wear heels all the time they don't understand these heels and they don't understand the differences and the limitations they're placing on competitors by having strict rules so anytime I work with federation now Um, and even like new ones that I work with quite closely, I will always say to them, look, save the stress, save the hassle, both for yourself and for the competitor, and just put up to five inches clear posing heels. And it makes such a difference, I think, from the competitor because they're not worrying about if their shoes are going to be disqualified. Like That's the last thing you want to be stressing about, right? You just want to wear the heels and wear them for loads of federations. Um, And for like the federation as well, I've said it to federations so many times, you're going to get so many questions because girls are not going to be 100% sure. Um, so that's kind of where I personally sit with the Federation rules. They are getting more lenient, which is great. Um, but I personally wouldn't worry as much these days because a lot of them are very, very freestyle. Um, I have never, ever heard of anyone being taken off stage because you're wearing the wrong heels, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but overall, as I say, this is UK based, um, but UK BFF, you absolutely need to have a shoe without a platform. When it comes to IFBB Elite, so from my understanding, it's still, I would still go for something without a platform just because the UK BFF and the route to the IFBB Elite, and obviously that, that's the same for European shows as well. I just think it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, when it comes to MPC, so MPC Two Bros, IFBB, not IFBB Elite, big difference there. So MPC Two Bros, IFBB Pro League, um, you have free reign to wear whatever shoes you want. So I would honestly say go for federations that have the most lenient posting shoe rules because it means that you can like you'll only need to buy one pair of shoes that will last you the whole season, and you're not having to spend more money. On different ones. Um, I would always kind of keep up to date with the changes because there are some federations, unfortunately, that have changed their rules quite consistently. And then people come to me saying, oh, I've heard this about this federation, I've heard that. And I'm like, oh, that's not, have you checked the recent website? They're like, no. And I'm like, oh, check the recent website. Um, like, obviously, I always stay up to date, but I always encourage people to stay up to date themselves because you never know what change they might make to the I walk, to the T walk um to the criteria you know they make changes as and when that's what i usually find it's either at the end of the year or it's beginning of the year very very rarely they'll change it mid-year be silly they would to be honest but yeah i wouldn't get too stressed as much these days purely because i think people are learning that if they're more strict then it puts people off um and i just think these people do (laughs) if they understand the differences of these shoes then I think they will start to kind of adhere and kind of go with the flow of what all the other federations are doing as well. So that is the next point. Going black, going back onto these platforms as well, actually, that's another area we want to go into a little bit more. So the difference the platform makes is it stabilizes you. It gives you something to work from and to push off from, when you, especially when you are doing your side pose. It is important to note that different shoes have different platforms so some of them have a thin one which is flat to the floor some of them have an arch so it will go up at the front of the shoe if you're really really well versed with posing it probably won't make that much difference to you because you've already learned how to stabilize your foot kind of nail it into the floor and elevate up if you're a first timer you might find the arch of that platform might be a little bit tricky, but that's just from my own personal experience because, as I say, I was horrendous with shoes when I first started. So it kind of comes down to when choosing shoes, whatever shoes you're practicing at the moment and whatever shoes that you tend to wear on nights out and you feel comfortable with, like that's a good kind of base to start from. So if you know you go for a chunky heel, then you know that's the sort of shoe that you're probably going to naturally gravitate towards when it comes to actually making the final decision heel height makes a difference i personally always advise people against a three inch unless they are really 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 uncomfortable with posing more for the reason that you don't get the advantage of the platform which i do think is quite handy to have um especially if you are a first-time competitor so the most popular i would say is kind of like a four and a half inch i tend to see in terms of the cycle I tend to see people start with a, like a caress 408, move up to the flare 408, 
And then a year later, they upgrade to a five inch. That tends to be the kind of step up. But if you want to kind of avoid spending more money, don't go for the Caress 4 or 8 straight away. Go for the Flare. Like, that's probably the biggest common mistake I see is people going for the Caress because they think it looks better and they instantly think, oh, no, I need to go for the Flare. So if you want to save yourself about £50, <laughs> then I would definitely say go straight in for the Flare if you are looking at the Caress and you're kind of undecided. I actually didn't start wearing five-inch heels until very recently, purely for the fact I'm very tall and I still wasn't 100% confident in wearing heels. So it still takes time, but don't be put off if you're seeing these girls that are looking so, like, graceful in their heels and you're thinking, oh, my God, like, I'm so awful to wear heels. Like, you literally... When I say you have to practice, I mean you have to practice forever (laughs) like you have to continuously practice on this you need to keep working on it it is going to get better um but i think it is important to make sure you go for a shoe and a heel height that is most suitable to you so if i see an order coming in and it's like oh first time competitor so exciting i see five inch I sometimes will go back to them and be like, are you sure? (laughs) Like, are you sure you want to be dealing with five inch heels on top of dealing with your posing and having to learn all the transitions and all that sort of thing? You want to make it as easy as possible. Um, And that's, again, why it's important not to completely follow the trend of the pros because, yes, the pros will wear the five inch heels, but they've been doing this for years. So they have the experience and the confidence behind them whereas if you're a first timer i would really recommend against a five inch unless you are already confident with wearing them like i would never have touched a five inch when i first started like a hundred percent not and some of you might be wondering jasmine this is all on the compact website like why are you talking about this i know that sometimes people kind of like to learn about this stuff in like an audio format instead of a blog format um i think i'm just trying to find different ways to explain things as concisely as possible but in different formats um so i will be leaving a lot of different links below um but i do hope this episode gives i guess a very a very all-rounded overview of the posing shoe situation and kind of where to go i really do stress to look at the website because if you have got narrow normal wide feet there is a blog post that talks exactly about the differences of those if you're not sure about whether to go for platform or not there is a blog post that talks all about the platform size all about the differences um and what to consider i just think research as much as you can with your posing shoes because you don't want to make the wrong decision um and there is no harm in asking and researching that's probably the biggest thing that i would say there are secondhand shoes out there i wouldn't shy away from them however i just know from my own experience i just went for the cheapest because i was on a budget but i ended up paying more down later down the line because i didn't know about the differences and there wasn't any information out there so i would definitely recommend people to head over to the compact website just read 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 as much as you can and also ask people like if you've seen someone wearing a heel and you want to kind of get more of an insight then just ask them as well like they will give you the insight 
a lot of my athletes as well have experience with loads of different style heels so they'll be able to advise you as well so yeah I hope this was helpful but any questions as always just please hit me up if there was something said in this that wasn't 100% clear to you or you want confirmation on then obviously just hit me up again um but yeah research don't stress and don't follow blindly what everyone else is doing because they haven't got the shoe same feet as you so this has been your host jasmine jeffrey and this has been the not just bikini girl podcast